Well, one of the longest-serving members of Shortland Street, has, which has become a phenomenon in this country and around the world, people just love Shortland Street. One of the longest-serving members is Michael Galvin. He's our guest today on the lockdown. G'day, Michael. Hello, G'day. Michael. Hello. How are you? Mate, it is great to talk to you. Thank you very much for coming I'm, on the show I'm with honoured. us. I'm honoured to be on your show. <laughs> well, I'll tell you I- what, Michael, if we go right back to 1992 when Shortland Street started and you were in the very first episode... Yeah. Simon and I just started as, well, Simon was a young man then. I was reasonably old even then. We actually caught up with you and, and way back on when we were on ZM in Christchurch. And you're such a lovely bloke. But, boy, <laughs> the guy you played is a love rat, isn't he? He was. Yeah, yeah. He's reformed now, though. He's too old and ugly to be a love rat anymore. No one's, uh, no one's going to go anywhere near him, but, you know. <laughs> That's absolutely not true, Michael. We just said today before we came on air that you know you're actually looking in pretty good nick, given you've done all those years on a frontline soap opera. Not as good as you, Simon. Nobody is in as good a nick (laughs) as you. I am very envious of the nick that you are in. (laughs) Keep talking, Michael. I don't want to offend you in any way or make you you know feel sidelined at all. But uh, (laughs) Michael, are are you in fact the longest-serving member of Shortland Street? Oh, good God, yes. By the way, at least, by the way, decades, yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. Because right. I was there at the beginning. I had four years off in the middle, but uh, yep. we've, we've, been, we've been going nearly, uh, shoot, nearly 29, you know, kind of 28 and a half years. So, yeah, so you take the four years off there, it's, uh, it's measured in decades now. So It's extraordinary, yeah, it's the success of the show. So take us back then, 29 years when Timmy Weta Morrison said, you're not in, no, no, it was his nurse that said, you're not in Guatemala now, Dr. Dorpata. <laughs> and there was initially, when Shortland Street first started, those first few weeks, what were they like? What was the, the mood of the nation like to our well, own the first, soap? The first thing I need to say about Timmy Weta Morrison is that when he said that line, he would have been standing on some telephone books. That, all, <laughs> that, all, that caused us all great amusement that he was... Uh, <laughs> That he that he got some telephone books like and we were like really, because we, we didn't know. Okay, so he was like the only guy. I'm just thinking. Oh, and maybe Elizabeth McCray. He was the only one who had any kind of real experience. Oh, and maybe Paul Gibbons. He was kind of older. But most of us didn't have, not have a clue. We just came from like you know theatre, and even then, kind of limited theatre. And in our little um, bubble, to use a word in the, a popular word at the moment, but it was kind of like a bubble when we started because we had no idea how bad it was. As far as we were concerned, we were getting all this positive feedback from the network and from the directors, and we thought, oh, this is pretty good, you know? And we were all, like, real excited for it to hit the airwaves, and we all got together and watched the first episode, and we were, like, patting each other in the back, and, yeah, this is awesome. And then, of course, the, uh, the reviews came out, and the public reaction was the exact opposite. It was like, oh, God, you know, another piece of Kiwi crap. What a waste of money. You know, get it off the airways. Why do we even try? This is hopeless. And we're all kind of like, oh, well. But we, we knew they had money for like something like three months or so. So Katerina Denare, who I think has since uh, passed away, but was this wonderful yeah, yeah. producer. She was like, okay, we so long as we start to pick up in three months, we're all right. So we were all kind of like crossing our fingers. It's like first month, no. Second month, no. Third month, it's like, okay, here we go. But funnily enough, by about the six months in, it really found its audience, mainly with kids. But um, they started to love it. And then, you know, and then it just kind of grew from there. And, and over the decades, because it has been decades, it's, 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 it's gathered a kind of a grudging respect 
I mean, pretty much from everyone. I mean, obviously not everyone likes it. A lot of people don't like it. But everybody kind of, at least now, they acknowledge it's good to have it. Do you know what I mean? It's good to yeah. have our own soap and hear our voices and all the rest of it. You know, whereas when it started, it was the opposite reaction. It was like, oh, God, do we have to listen to those awful Kiwi accents? You know, it's all kind of this kind of stuff. And, and, I, and oh. I confess, we were bad. We were not good. Well, I think help. you're. I, well, I don't. I don't agree with that. I mean, but but I'm surprised. That, I mean, and delighted that it's gone so well. When did you realise? Because I do recall doing something with yourself and also Martin Henderson, who's gone on to Hollywood fame and fortune as well. Yeah. I remember yeah. going to do a thing with the two of you, and could not believe the reaction from the people. It was like New Zealand had finally produced its own real big time celebrities. When did that? When did you realise yeah, that? Yeah, there was about about six months in. I went. I think it was maybe it was Martin. We went. We went down to Christchurch to do a, a publicity thing, and, and the guy running it, he, he, you know, as far as he concerned, we were like nobody's on this on this awful television Kiwi television show. And so he, there was some kind of big fair or something, and he put us like way off to the side somewhere. Um, where, where, you know, no one's going to see us because he's all well, no one. And, and what happened was that all these kids were just, like, flocking away from, like, the yeah. main part of the fair to our table. I mean, admittedly, maybe because it was Martin Henderson. But, um, yeah, that was kind of our first... And that was the first time it happened. And, and that was kind of... That was really exciting because we had no idea as well. We thought we'd get along there and be ignored, but the exact opposite happened. And, you know, in those days, it was all about autographs, not selfies. So, yeah, you know... that's right. Yeah, it was, um, and I mean, I, 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 yeah, you're absolutely actually understating almost because that, that was you and I side. We went out right. with 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 a black thunder and went yes, out and right. did an outside broadcast. Mm. And we both went, and and now this is just between you, me, and Simon and the radio, so it's very private, Michael. But we were a bit <laughs> like yourselves. We thought. Oh God, we've got to go out and these actors from some soap opera. We went out there, and it was like the Beatles had arrived. It was yeah. it was absolutely fantastic. Talking about yeah. that, so you, you you the the show takes off, catches fire just in its first year, and has never stopped being on fire. For somebody like yourself, that has played a major role in the biggest series that there's ever been in this country. What's it like for you, just as an ordinary bloke, when you're not being Doctor Warner, you're being Michael Galvin? When you go to places like a supermarket or something, is it easy to go shopping, or or yeah. a, a kiwi shy just sort of hey, I think that's that Joker yeah. or Fulton Street over there. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get much, um, I don't get much hassle. And uh, it's, 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 yeah, there's a few things, a few things involved. One of them is that the older you get, the nicer people are to you. When, when you're young, it's, it's it's the young people on the show that get that get hassled, and I, I don't know, maybe it's jealousy. Or whatever, but basically, the younger you are, the kind of the nastier people are to you. But when you're an old man right. like me, people are really nice, you know. And and also, I think you start to just um, you don't really worry about it so much. And, and I don't know where I live in Auckland and, and Point Chef. It's it's like it, it's more of a deal when you go to the smaller places, you know. Then, then you might you might get you might get it. But it's uh, I kind of uh, I like it, you know. I think it's terrific. It's it's always done with goodwill, you know, and it means people are watching the show. And yeah, yeah, I, I like it now. When the show started off, I, I, I was got a bit precious about it. Uh, yeah, I don't know, just because I was a dick. Um, but but <laughs> no, I, 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 I'm over that now, and I, I really, I think it's great now. You know, the goodwill that you get—it's not a problem at all. Though maybe when I go, when I take my daughter to Rainbow's End, sometimes that can, it can. That's that's maybe one time. <laughs> but most that's, places. That's ex- 
great. Michael, can yeah. I ask you this? It's obviously, for most of us, we see it on the television if you watch the show, but what's, in terms of your workload, how, I mean, what's the workload? I've, I've heard that it's exceptionally demanding, just the volume of lines that you have to learn and the speed yeah. at which you have to make the television. It's not like, you know, it's just hard graft, really. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah, it just, yeah, well, it's Monday to Friday, and it just depends how much your character is involved in the storylines, like, if, if, if it's all about you, then, yeah, it's pretty frantic, it's pretty busy, I mean, most most TV shows, like, even in New Zealand, we, we, we would shoot more um, screen minutes per day than other shows, just because our budgets are smaller, but, you know, like, a, an average day for a TV show or, or would be 10 minutes or less, and on a studio day at Shaw Street, we could shoot 30 minutes of, of, of TV time. Um, so we're shooting maybe a scene every kind of 20 minutes or 25 minutes. And, and most, most TV shows, you get, you know, hours, two or three hours to shoot a scene. So we've just, we, we, we're kind of cranking through the scenes. The other thing is with a low-budget show like Shaw Street, is it's, it's much cheaper to have people talking about stuff than it is to actually show the stuff. So um, we have more words, <laughs> generally that is speaking. So yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't want to complain because you know, compare the job of like being an actor to like being, say, an actual doctor, and it doesn't really compare at all. But yeah, compared comparing us to other actors, we definitely yeah have to have to learn a lot more lines and the rest of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, we're talking about lockdown, and we're talking with, uh, during this week, we're going to be talking with quite a lot of well-known Kiwis about what they're doing in lockdown. What's happening with Shortland Street? I mean, I'm, I'm ver- working on the presumption, Michael, that there's no Monday to Friday work on Shortland Street at the moment, mate. No, no, it's not. As soon as lockdown happened, we had to, uh, you know, uh, just stop production. I mean, as you can imagine, it's a very close contact job so mm. I don't know I, I think maybe they're trying to figure out ways for us to keep going in alert level three it would be that would be a true achievement if they can do that you know things like makeup artists and I mean even within the scene you know you're very you have to act close to someone yeah I, I, I don't know I'm hoping, I'm hoping hoping they can figure some way that we can uh, we can resume production at alert level three because you know we're all just dying to get back in there but uh, Michael, goodness, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. yeah, it seems like a weird one. But how far behind are we watching? You know oh, what shit. you've already I don't done. Know. The I know. People, I know. I said. I said. Maybe answers are question. I think we've got a few more weeks at the start. But um, yeah, we'll be running it fairly close, and uh, in a few weeks we'll be running it fairly close. So well, that's the reason I ask is just do. because you could potentially, the script writers could potentially work into the script COVID nineteen. Then, if you're only a couple yeah. weeks behind, couldn't it? I, I, I'm just, I look, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm so fascinated because, of course, they write it quite, you know, they, they advance storyline like months and months in advance. The actual scripts are usually about, you know, uh, three or four weeks before we get them. And then once we shoot, it's maybe two months till it's on, on screen. But, yeah, I just have no clue whether they're going to. They, it doesn't seem to be in there yet, the scripts that we're getting at the moment. But it's kind of like, you know, Shortland Street is kind of generally pretty much finger on the pulse of, of the nation, so you kind of hope that it will be sort of references in there, but it's yeah. just going to shut down. I mean, you want to see people interacting, basically, so it's just going to kind of shut down your abilities. If, if all the characters are in isolation, you know, that's going to be fairly interesting. Mm. Yeah, it would be indeed. <laughs> doing the whole, doing the whole like of Shortland Street by Zoom, by Zoom conference. Yeah, yeah. Michael, yeah, uh, as, as, who's, in, who, who's in your bubble at the moment, mate, as, just, in, as uh, in real life? In real life, yeah, just me and my daughter. I, 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 um, 
she's with me during the week because her, her mum, who lives about um, just five minutes down the road, her mum is, is working like 10 or 11 hour days as a, as a, a lecturer online. And so my daughter, she's 13, so she's with me through the weekend and then in the weekend she goes back to her mum. So that's been really good, you know, that's given me a lot to kind of focus on and try to keep her entertained. Absolutely. Absolutely. And she'll be back to, Michael, back to school next week. Yeah. Oh, yes, of course. Michael, I, I wonder too, over the years, you know, there's certain lines that have stood out in Hollywood movies, like I think Dirty Dancing, nobody puts baby in the corner. <laughs> I think Jaws, we're going to need yeah. a bigger boat. I yeah. think Shortland Street, you're not in Guatemala now, Dr. Dorpata. Is there a line mm. that you've you've had oh, delivered you know to you that, that the script writers have said, Michael, we want you to do this, and you've gone, you oh, know my it, goodness. you know it. The, <laughs> the most famous line of all, please tell me that's not your penis. You, you, you're not aware of that line. <laughs> you are aware of that line, surely. Yeah, we, are. We, we are very aware of the publicity. I just wanted you to say it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, how did no, that, that was, how, that was when nice. you first that saw nice. that on paper, and I presume you have read-throughs, did you go, I can't do that? No, no, the opposite. I punched the air. I went, oh, my God. No, I read it. I went, this is so funny. That's a, such a funny line. I just, I can't wait to say it. But actually, then I start getting anxious. Oh, no, it's really funny. What if I don't, you know, what if I ruin it? What if I hit it too hard or, not, you know, don't give it enough energy or whatever? But the, 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 and sure enough, that's what I did with it. The first time the director said, don't do it so hard. You look like you're insane. It's like, okay, I got to do it. I shouldn't say don't do it so hard when I'm talking about penis and shit over. No, probably not. (laughs) No, it was great. But but then, my God, and then it was on like Kimmel or something, and Alec Baldwin was playing Chris Warner. I was like, this is mental. It was so, so crazy. That's right, that went around the world, and Jimmy Kimmel did mention it, as you say. The other thing, speaking of around the world, Shortland Street's very popular in the UK, massively popular in Fiji. Yeah, yeah, well, big in Fiji, yeah. Yeah, crazy big, crazy big. So when, when, like, I know, as I say, Fiji, you guys are megastars there in the UK because they've got sport for choice there. When people have said, and I've read before how popular it is in the UK, can you, do you go over there and get recognised? Is it that big that people see you in the street? Well, going, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm just I'm not flash enough to ever be travelling that far away. I, I don't think it is big in the UK. I think it's big in Ireland. And and when right. I say big, it's like maybe on at like four o'clock in the afternoon on you know right. one of your obscure channels. You know, like I don't know what would it be here, like you know Sky Five or something. Do you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> okay. I, I don't think it's big. I, I think it's persistent, but not. Not really, you know, not really okay. high profile. And I, I'm, right. I'm sure, I don't think it's on any UK channels, any England right. channels anymore. I think it's just, uh, I think it's just okay. Ireland. But no, but right. Fiji, yeah. massive in Fiji. It was like, because we've, we've shot there twice, and both times, it was honestly, it's, it was just crazy. It was, uh, yeah. it was really funny. Brilliant. Michael, you, might, you may not be aware of this, but Simon actually has been a thespian himself, and he starred in a movie called Ruby and Rata. Oh, and yeah. one of the... St- Yes, exactly, Matt. One of the stories yeah. he told me was about the first love scene he had to film when the director, was it Gailene Preston? The director Gailene Simon? Preston, yeah. Gailene Preston oh, said to Simon, yeah, now, Preston. strip down to your wife fronts and jump into bed and uh, make passionate love to your co-star. <laughs> I just, I just, I just wonder, she <laughs> took you aside and slapped you or something. I don't mean the co-star, I mean Gailene Preston did. Have, have you ever found it embarrassing doing a love scene, Michael? Yeah, yeah, pretty, yeah, it's always embarrassing. It's always really, really awkward. The the, the blessing with Shortland Street, because like, it's not at 7 o'clock, it, it never gets really kind of raunchy. It's not like something like, um, uh, you know, Outrageous Fortune or something, which would actually yeah. have like really raunchy sex things, a lot of actual yeah. nudity. 
that would be really truly awkward. But on our show, it never gets. It's very G-rated, so you yeah. know, it's usually kind of kissing is about as much as it gets. And sometimes you might flash a bit of your butt or something. But uh, <laughs> no. well, how far did you have to go, Simon? How far? How far did you have to go? You get pretty steamy, <laughs> I, was it? Well, was it well. Put it this way, Michael, it was so bad that it never ended up in the movie because Gail <laughs> Gay, I, <laughs> I, was, I was so nervous. This is true, Michael. I was so nervous. And I remember these words from Gaylene. She said, she said, nestle into her neck, make like you want to make love to her. And I couldn't do it. And I did it over and over and I couldn't do it. I was, all I could remember feeling was her prickly legs in the bed. That's all I could remember. And then finally, finally, Gaylene Preston gets really angry with me, drags me out of the bed and says, you're a an actor, and I said, Gaylene, I'm not. You asked me to do this. I'm a children's presenter. <laughs> True story. And, oh, God. And, and I cannot believe to this day, Michael, nobody's ever asked me to be in a movie again. It's just weird. <laughs> Mate, we but I, but I, 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 I will say this, Michael, those those bits that were edited out, the steamy bits, understand there are certain shops in K Road, if you go to the back room, they'll sell you a DVD <laughs> of it. <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're yeah, like, but, this is, this is sex addicts who, who are trying to give up sex, you know, it's sort of like, what is like yeah. absolutely terrible sex, and I'll go, oh, you know what, sex doesn't seem that great after all, so... Yeah, maybe I don't need to do that. Yeah. Yes, you were able to rent the DVD for six years for a dollar, so that's an indication of how good it was. <laughs> Michael, listen, it's been great to catch uh, up in the lockdown. Thank you very much, and thanks for hey, all the good times hey, on Children's Street. Hey, before I go, can I just talk, talk if it, are you You're responsible for Lucid Lynn, aren't you, all those years that's ago? That's right, yes. Oh, my God. I just want to thank you, because we so my dad was just a massive fan of those books, and so is my bigger brother, and... So we're a bit over my head as a, uh, as a young kid, but we just absolutely love those books. I just remember them sitting around the house and, you know, at Christmas and just, oh, my dad just laughing his head off and absolutely loving those books. That's so nice. Oh, well, that's absolutely lovely. Well, I'm very yeah. glad they never explained those Susan of Hearn Bay lines to you, yeah. Michael, because it would have <laughs> traumatised you. Exactly. I remember the cartoons. I knew it was rude, and so I definitely found it funny. But, um, yeah, no, yeah, Susan of Hearn Bay, exactly. Oh, good on you. Especially my dad, he's just brilliant. That's so nice. Michael, really good. Thanks for being so gracious with your time, mate. All the very best. Love it to chat, mate. Okay, see you. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks, Michael.